Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Welcome back, everyone, to 1001 Radio Days. This is your host, John Hagedorn. Here we feature mostly cop and detective shows, plus adventure, plus surprise. You never know, but it's the best from the golden age of radio. We'll guarantee that. For those of you who want non-stop crime buster and detective shows, you can now add 1001 Radio Crime Solvers to your podcast library. That's 1001 Radio Crime Solvers. Brand new for 2023 and growing fast. Enjoy! Dragnet. Ladies and gentlemen, the story you are about to hear is true. The names have been changed to protect the innocent. You're a detective sergeant. You're assigned a burglary detail. During the last two weeks, there have been a series of burglaries in the Valley Division. You haven't got a lead. Your job, find one. Dragnet, the documented drama of an actual crime. For the next 30 minutes, in cooperation with the Los Angeles Police Department, you will travel step by step on the side of the law through an actual case transcribed from official police files. From beginning to end, from crime to punishment, Dragnet is the story of your police force in action. It was Wednesday, September 9th. It was hot in Los Angeles. We were working the day watch out of burglary division. My partner's Frank Smith. The boss is Captain Bernard. My name's Friday. We're on our way out to a recently completed housing project in the valley. It was 10, 13 a.m. when we got to the corner of Moore Park and Victory. Mayflower Homes. This one right here, huh? Yeah, 224. I guess they haven't sold them all yet. Mm-hmm. 500 bucks down, not so bad. Pretty nice houses. You thinking of getting a new place? Oh, I was thinking. Kids are shooting up. We could use a little more room. Mm-hmm. Just what Faye always wanted. House nobody else has lived in. Well, someday, maybe. Yeah. Yes, sir? We're police officers. This is Frank Smith. My name's Friday. Oh, how do you do? Hi. Somebody reported a burglary at this address. Are you Sam Brighton? Uh, yes, sir. That's me. Mm-hmm. Would you show us where he broke in, please? Oh, yes, sir. It's in the front bedroom. J- just this right. That's it. Yeah. Just off the hall here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, this window here, you can see where he jimmied it. Yeah. I was careful not to touch it. You know, fingerprints. That's good. Can you give us a list of the things he took? No, sir, not for certain. We were just getting moved in, and we don't know for sure what's gone. A couple of silver trays and a pair of candlesticks, they're missing. Any cash? Oh, about $20, $25. When I changed to go out to dinner last night, I left it in my trousers. They were in the other bedroom on the back of a chair. Pretty dumb place to leave money. Mm. Your family live here with you? My wife. I see. We've only been married a couple of weeks things he stole, they were wedding presents. That's too bad. Sure is a heck of a way to start out. 
being married, I mean. Never wanted a house in the first place. Well, it's her own fault. What do you mean, sir? Sally's parents insisted on giving it to us, the down payment part. Huh. Sally will never be able to manage a big place like this. She's just a couple of years younger than I am. Just a kid. Apartment's what we ought to have. No point in arguing with in-laws, though. I found that out pronto. Yeah. Any idea what time the burglary took place? Yes, sir. Between 6 and 10 last night. Must have been then, between 6 and 10. Mm-hmm. We went over to Sally's folks for dinner. Our refrigerator hasn't been delivered yet. I see. The reason I'm so sure about the time is I wanted to find out how long it would take to drive there. Mm-hmm. I told Sally it wouldn't be more than 15 minutes. First time she's ever been away from home, she kind of likes to feel that her folks are handy. I understand. Hollywood Hills, that's where they live, off of Mulholland. Took us 14 minutes. Left here 6 o'clock exactly. News was just coming on the radio. Got there 6.14. I'm not so sure when we got home, but it was right around 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. That's close enough. Of course, I didn't know about the burglary then, when we got home. We just went straight to bed. Didn't come in here. We used the back bedroom. Yeah. It wasn't until this morning when I started looking in my pants for cash. Mm-hmm. Is it possible he broke in while you were asleep? Well, I might have slept through it, but not Sally. The least little thing wakes her up. She'd have heard him. Must have happened while we were out. Have you noticed anybody suspicious hanging around the last couple of days? No, sir. Of course, we're brand new in the neighborhood. Most of the houses aren't even sold yet. We wouldn't know who was suspicious and who wasn't. Be all right if we talk to your wife? Oh, she couldn't tell you anything I haven't. She here now? Over to Mother's. This kind of thing, well, it kind of threw her, you know. You know how it is, just a kid. Yeah, we understand. Wish it had been me that found out about the bird. The bird? Well, didn't I tell you? I meant to. No. Darndest thing. Parakeet. Somebody gave it to Sally when she was a girl. Taught it how to talk. Talk real good, too. Why should a burglar do a thing like that? What'd he do, turn it loose? No, sir. He killed it. We talked to Mrs. Brighton at her parents' home. She was unable to add anything to what her husband had told us. 1.15 p.m. The crime lab reported that there were no useful fingerprints on the Brighton window. Pictures were taken of the Jimmy Marks. There was no other physical evidence. September 11th. Two more burglaries took place in a new housing tract near Sepulveda Boulevard. The burglar had followed the same M.O. used on the Brighton house. One victim also told us that three pet canaries had been killed. The other victim had no pets. By the end of the following week, four more burglaries had occurred in new housing developments. In each case where the home contained pet birds, the bird was killed. Other pets were not disturbed. Circulars describing the stolen articles were sent to all pawn shops in the city. September 21st, 8.05 a.m., we checked in for work. Oh, man. What's the matter? You still asleep? Yeah, I didn't get a wink last night. Things at me all night. Hello? It's my own fault, Joe. Never should have told her about all those new houses going up nowadays. It was a big mistake. Well, I thought you told me you were considering a new house. Yeah, I changed my mind. We got enough people staying with us as it is. Faye's relatives. Brother-in-law Armin, you know. Oh, him, huh? Yeah, he's down here. As long as he has to sleep on the living room couch, he'll take off after a day or two. Uh Uh-huh. Give him a real bed and he'd stay with us for the rest of his life. I get it. Burglary, Freddy. Yes, sir, when did it happen? I see. Just a minute, please. All right, go ahead. That's 214 South. Yes, sir, I've got it. Right. Well, we got another one. Yeah? Pet shop over near Lancashire Boulevard. The shop? Uh Uh-huh. That doesn't sound like our boy. Might be if they sell birds. We left the office and drove out to the Biggs Pet Shop on a side street in North Hollywood. 9.07 a.m., we interviewed Jasper Biggs, the owner of the store. 
He told us that during the night, the back door had been forced open. $17 was missing from the cash register. Money ain't important, you understand. Not that anybody likes being robbed. Yes, sir, we understand. Besides, it's happened before. That's why I keep this sign up here on the register. It tells them how to open it. I see. A couple years ago, a fellow broke in, wrecked the machine trying to get it open. That cash register's worth a whole lot more than anything I keep in it. Shut up over there, all of you! Dang much racket in here, a person can't even think. Now, where was I? Oh, yeah, about the money. Now, like I said, it don't matter, the $17. Yes, sir. Birds is different. They do matter. Sir? Well, he killed all of them, every last one. I see. Parakeets, canaries, parrots. Mm-hmm. Parakeets and canaries, now, they don't matter. I can replace them. Insurance will take care of it anyway. Them parrots is another story. It's a different story entirely. Yes, sir. Two of them was on consignment, worth over $100 apiece. $100. Bet you never figured birds around that high, did you? No, sir. Well, they do. Parrots, anyway, some of them. And once more, my insurance don't cover birds on consignment. How do you like that? Huh? Check with the fellow sold me the policy right after I called the police. Says birds on consignment aren't covered. Loophole, that's what it is, loophole. Yes, sir. Probably somebody wanting to buy them parrots. Be just my luck. Big spec shop. Who? Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, they're still here. Uh, just a minute. It's for you. Thank you. This Friday. Yeah. Okay, give me that address. All right, I got it. As soon as we can. Right. We got another one? Tracked off Riverside Drive. Same routine. One thing's different. Yeah. Some lady saw him. We ended our interview with Mr. Biggs, and we drove out to the address of a Mrs. Nellie Diver, who had just reported a burglary. Mrs. Diver told us her house had been entered shortly after she left to do her marketing. She discovered she'd forgotten her grocery list, and she came back for it. When she returned, the burglar was in the dining room. He had entered through a side window. The M.O. appeared to be the same as in the other recent burglaries. Never saw such a surprised look on a man's face in my life. He just stood there like he was frozen solid for a minute or more. Then he lit out through the back door like it split. Uh-huh. How long were you gone from the house, ma'am? Five, ten minutes. As soon as I remembered about my list, I started back. I don't know why I'm getting so forgetful. Old age must be catching up with me. Well, it's a good thing he did forget his diver. Hmm? Oh, you mean so he didn't get time to steal anything? Yes, ma'am. Nothing around here worth stealing. I wonder how he happened to pick me. It'd be different if I lived up in Bel Air or one of those estates. Well, if it's who we think it is, he's satisfied with smaller homes. Does it mean he's pulled this kind of stunt before? Yes, ma'am. You don't say. Do you think you'd recognize the man if you saw him again? I beg your pardon? The man who broke in here. You said you got a good look at him. Oh, real good. Stood there in the dining room for a full minute, maybe more. Then you'd recognize him, would you? I don't see why not. This isn't the first time we met up, you understand. How's that? Saw him once before. When was that? Last week sometime. I'm not certain. Wednesday or Thursday, middle of the week, in through there. You sure it was the same man? Looked the same. Came right up to my door. What do you want? I'm not certain of that either. I've been racking my brain trying to remember. So many fellas around here last week, two or three milkmen trying to sign me up. A couple of people wanting me to take newspapers, three or four asking about dry cleaning, somebody selling rugs. Spent half my time running to the door. So help me, I can't remember which one he was. Getting old, sure as fate. You think he was just pretending to be a door-to-door salesman of some kind or other? Seems to me they were all trying to sell something. It's what always happens when you settle in a new location. Yes, ma'am. What if you'd mind coming downtown with us for a little while? No, no, I wouldn't mind. What for? We'd like to show you some photographs, see if you can pick the man out for us. Right now? If you could, yes. Well, you just give me a minute to get my hat and change Henry's water. Henry? 
My canary out in the kitchen. Oh. Haven't you noticed the way he's been... Oh, that's funny. Ma'am? He's usually singing up a blue streak this time of day. We went into the kitchen with Mrs. Diver and we found the dead bird. She agreed to accompany us downtown. 11.05 a.m. We pulled the mug shots of burglars who matched the description that she'd given us and we showed them to Mrs. Diver. She identified one of the photographs, Stanley A. Bushing. Bushing had done time in the state penitentiary as a cat burglar. From his five tens, we learned his acquaintances and the places he was known to frequent. 3.36 p.m. We located Bushing in a bar on North Main. Stan Bushing? Yeah? Police officers. You don't say. I want to talk to you, Bushing. Be my guest. Come on, let's go. What's the matter with it right here? Joint don't get noisy until later on. Why not right here? Where were you last night? What time? All night. And this morning. Eight o'clock this morning. Why do you want to know? All right, come on, let's go. Well, give me a chance to finish my beer, will you? Look, you boys want to know where I was last night? All right, I'll tell you. I just want to know why, that's all. You been out the valley lately? Well, come on, how about it? Oh, that's why you're after me, huh? You think I've been pulling those house prowls? What do you know about them? Well, I read in the papers. You know more than that. I do? There was another one this morning. That's news to me. That's so? Yeah, I haven't bought a paper yet today. Lady saw you. Huh? Right after you broke in. Me, huh? She says it's you. Well, she needs glasses. Well, we don't think so. Look, you'll never make it stick. We're gonna try, fella. I'm clean. Not even on parole no more. It won't be parole this time. It won't be anything. Oh, come on, Bush, and quit stalling. Oh, don't get yourself in an uproar. Take it easy. You'll live longer. Suppose I got an alibi. Well, we'll try it for size. For all night and this morning. Go on. I was with friends. We got a lady who says different. I got a lot of friends. Yeah, huh? we know your friends. We'll settle for the lady. 10.30 last night till 9 o'clock this morning with him every minute. Where? You ain't gonna like it. Where were you? You're gonna look pretty foolish. Come on, let's have it, Bushy. Drunk tank, Lincoln Heights Jail. We verified Bushing's alibi with a booking sergeant at Lincoln Heights, and we learned that he was in the clear as far as the previous night was concerned. 5.06 p.m. We interviewed Mrs. Diver again. She wavered in her identification of Bushing's photo, and she said she couldn't tell us anything more. Teletypes of the suspect's description were set out. The next day, Tuesday, September 22nd, we had a meeting with a skipper, Captain Bernard. Well, where do we stand? Just about where we did when it started. It's not good, is it? No, it's not. We thought we had him yesterday, skipper, but it didn't pan out. You got a description? Well, if she's no better at describing him than she is at identification, it doesn't mean much. We figure he pretends to be a salesman of some kind. Is that how he cases the houses? As far as we can tell, yeah. You need a lot more than that. Yep. This guy's got to be stopped. It isn't just the burglaries. Seems half of the people in L.A. keep pet birds. I don't know. My kids have a couple of canaries themselves. Mm-hmm. You get attached to them like you do anything else. Yeah, I know. You boys seen the mail on this thing? No, sir. Letters from all over, not just in town here, all over. People are raising cane. My own kids asking me when we're going to catch them. Can't wait any longer for a break. We've got to make one. Well, you got any ideas? I don't know. We've just been working housing projects, huh? Except for that one pet store, yeah. Well, let's forget the store and see if we can get a pattern out of the houses. Well, they're all new places. Folks have just moved in. He cracks one or two in each development, and he moves on. So far, he stayed in the Valley Division out there. The way they're building up out that way, he won't run out of targets, no. They opened any new projects last week or so? Yeah, a couple. He tapped them yet? No. We alerted the owners, told them to warn anybody who moves in. Probably won't do much good, though. Might. Hmm? If you two moved in. Wednesday, September 23rd. We drove out to a new track just off Coldwater Canyon Boulevard. It was called White Manor Homes. We found the tract office near the main entrance, and we went inside. Gentlemen, what can I do for you? Are you interested in owning a new home? We're police officers, sir. This is Frank Smith. My name's Friday. Police? That's right, sir. Well, I don't think I've had any parking tickets lately. We're from burglary. Oh, about the bird man, I suppose. How's okay. 
Yeah, that's what they call him in the papers, you know, the bird man. Yes, that's about him. He hasn't been around here. Well, no, sir, not as far as we know. Well, that's a relief. Not that it makes much difference. You're in charge of this project, are you, sir? Yes, sir. My name's Simple, Horace Simple. I've got a card right here on the desk. That's all right, Mr. Simple. I own White Manor Home. I see. Well, I guess I should say me and the bank. We own it together. <laughs> yes, sir. It's all going to belong to the bank, though, the way things are going. Been open nearly a week now. I haven't sold a single house. Haven't even had a decent offer. Oh, what's the trouble, sir? Now you know what's the trouble just as well as I do. Birdman, that's the trouble. Uh, Folks just aren't going to move into any new developments until he's caught. Sent me a circular last week, the police department. I'm supposed to warn anybody who buys from me. Put them on their guard. Yes, sir. Don't need any warning. As scared off as it is. Three months ago, I'd be half sold out by now. Seems to me you fellows are dogging it. Now, I'm not telling you your business, mind you, but it seems to me you should have picked him up before this. Yes, sir. Maybe you can help us. How's that? Well, the sign out in front says that two of your houses are furnished. Is that right? Oh, that's just for display. Wesley's department store did it. Figures it's good advertising. Yes, sir. Of course, I don't sell them furnished, just for display. We'd like to use one of them for a few days. Use one? Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm, af- I'm afraid I don't follow you. Well, sir, you've got a sold sign that you can put up in the front yard, haven't you? Well, I guess so. Well, we'll see that nothing's disturbed. If anybody asks, you tell them that a new couple moved in. Oh, I get you. Decoys, huh? Yes, sir, something like that. Well, I don't know. Uh, department store might not go for the idea. Well, we'll clear it with them. Well, it's all right, Willem. Thank you. Uh, how long do you suppose it'll take? How's that? To catch him. Well, your guess is as good as ours, if it works at all. <laughs> it better work. Pressure's building up. You fellas don't know what it's like being under pressure. Owe the bank a lot of money on this project. Figured I'd have at least half a dozen houses sold by now. At least half a dozen. Mm-hmm. Interest to be paid is the principal and the... You know, the bank expects it on time. You can't blame them for that. No, sir. You don't know what it's like having the pressure turned on. We get a little every once in a while. Oh, well, that's different. Your boss rides you and tells you to get on the ball. You don't have to worry. You, he can't fire you. Cops are civil servants. Pressure from your boss? Well, that's different. It's not coming from him. Well, where's it coming from? The guy who kills birds. We telephoned the Wesley department store and we talked to the manager. He gave us permission to use the house that they decorated. At a neighborhood pet store, we purchased the cage and two canaries. It was 11.30 a.m. when we got back to White Manor Homes. Mr. Simple was putting up a sold sign in front of one of the houses. What you got there? Oh, canaries, huh? Yes, sir. Well, here's the key. In case you want to lock up. Door's open now. Thank you. Want me to spread the word? What's that, sir? And I've sold this place? We'd appreciate that. Okay, I'll see that it gets around. Thank you. And some layout, huh? Yeah, it's very nice. Yeah, great. You know anything about taking care of birds? Well, I don't think there's much to it. Just water and sea, huh? Yeah. Hey, Joe. Get a load of that couch. Yeah. Well, it's eight feet long. It's an inch. Just about. If they ever sees this place, I'm dead. 
What'd you tell her? Oh, that we were on a job. I certainly didn't go into detail. Mm -hmm. Wonder what it would cost. Hmm? Just fix a joint up like this, how much it would cost. More than we make. Yeah. Yeah, I probably wouldn't be very comfortable anyway. Not like having your own stuff you're used to. No. Hey, boy, they're really setting up a storm, aren't they? Yeah. They're kind of cute, too. Hey, you know, Joe Faye might like a couple of birds. They get company for her when the kids are in school. Well, maybe you can have those. Yeah, I never thought of that. If he doesn't get them first. No one came by the house that afternoon or that evening. At 6 p.m., Frank went home. I stayed through the night. Thursday, September 24th, 9.15 a.m., we had our first visitor. Frank waited in the bedroom while I talked to her. She was a young lady who said that she represented the local chamber of commerce. She told me her job was to welcome newcomers to the neighborhood. She gave me some maps and a book of coupons which could be exchanged for free introductory gifts at various stores in the vicinity. During the rest of the day, we had four more callers. Two newspaper agents, a representative from a dry cleaning establishment, and a charity worker. As far as we could tell, they were all genuinely fond of birds. 4.45 p.m., a small old truck pulled up in front. Look, coming up the walk. Pretty close to Miss Diver's description, isn't it? Yeah. You want me to get out of here? Yeah, better if he only sees one of us, huh? Right. Okay. Lady of the house here? Out shopping. Oh, well, I'll come back. What's it about? I'd rather talk to her. Why? I'd like to take over your yard. Hmm? I'm a gardener, mister. Oh, well, I'm the one to see about that. Uh-uh. Why not? Ask a man for a gardening job. He says he'll do it himself weekends and after work. Don't understand how much work it'll be. Wife knows better and knows her husband, too. She's the one who hires me. Well, maybe I'm different. It's a pretty big yard. I plan on spending my weekends on the back. I don't blame you. Come on inside for a minute. Yeah, sure. How much would you charge for a yard this size? Um, want me to handle watering, too? No, I guess we can take care of the water. Well, I'll come once a week, then mow the lawn, look after your flowers, do weeding, planting. Well, we're pretty well landscaped now. You well, you'll see. want some of your own plants. Could use a couple more roses alongside that. That's possible. Mm. What's the matter? No, no. Uh, just looking around. Small place you got here. How much for the yard work? Twenty-five months. Kind of state. Big yard, said so yourself. Mm-hmm. You'd only be here a couple hours a week, you know. Oh, 25 is the best I can do. You think it's over. I got to be sure now. How about 20? Sorry, mister. Not worth any more than that. Got plenty of gardeners for 20. You know that. Up to you. Ain't got any other jobs in this neck of the woods. I have to drive all the way out here. How'd you happen to find us then? Uh-huh. I say, how'd you happen to find us then? Well, I heard about this project. I thought more of them would be sold by now. Mm-hmm. Guess you're the only people who moved in, huh? Right. Yeah, I thought there'd be more. Probably will be before long. Well, if I pick up any other customers in the project, I might come down. 25 for now. Ready can't swing there. Well, you think it'll drop right back there, so. Somebody here most of the time? Most of the time, yeah. I'll drop back. Oh, shut up, will you? What? I wasn't talking to you. Those oh. canaries are yeah, yeah. crazy. What's wrong with them? Well, they're a nuisance. They're always screeching to get on somebody's nerves. I guess you don't like birds. Well, I could do without these. Yeah. Well, why don't you get rid of them? Oh, my wife would blow her stack. Oh, yeah. Pride and joy, you know. She talks to him all the time. Baby talks to yeah, him. Yeah, just like my old lady. Your wife keep birds too, does she? Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah, when I was a kid, cages all over the place. I had 15, 20 birds. Well, I guess I'm lucky we only get these. Yeah, you're lucky. You know. I had a dog once. Yeah? Rusty, that was his name. There's a mutt. Only dog I ever had. Killed one of her canaries. All right. That wasn't his fault. Bird got loose. He didn't know no better. Just playing with it didn't mean to kill it. Sure. 
If you get rid of Rusty. My mom did. Send him away. I don't know what happened to him. Too bad. Never had another dog after that. He wouldn't let me. Just words. Just lay awake at night listening to him sing. That's what she called it. <laughs> Didn't sound like singing to me. Couldn't cover him over. That was cruel to cover him over. That night long, I had to listen to him. Like you said, gets on a fellow's nerves. Yeah. I sneaked downstairs, took him out of the cases. I did it real quiet. Killed them all. All Mom's birds. <laughs> well, I couldn't stay after that. I ran away from home. Wish I could have stayed. Wish I could have seen her face next morning. Made it up for Rusty. Yeah. I still keep hearing him, though. I have to keep killing him over and over. So many birds. Mm-hmm. Folks put him in a cage, lock him up. Feel sorry for him afterwards. Don't make sense. I don't feel sorry for something just because it's locked up. You might. The story you've just heard is true. The names were changed to protect the innocent. On November 12th, the hearing was held in Department 98, Superior Court, State of California, in and for the County of Los Angeles. <laughs> Philip James Borch was examined by six psychiatrists appointed by the court and found to be mentally incompetent. He was committed to the state mental hospital at Mendocino for an indefinite period of time. Dragnet is a presentation of the United States Armed Forces Radio Service. Dragnet. Ladies and gentlemen, the story you are about to hear is true. The names have been changed to protect the innocent. You're a detective sergeant. You're assigned a bunco fugitive detail. A pawnbroker tells you he suspects a swindle. He isn't sure. Your job? Check it out. documented drama of an actual crime. For the next 30 minutes, in cooperation with the Los Angeles Police Department, you will travel step by step on the side of the law through an actual case transcribed from official police files. From beginning to end, from crime to punishment, Dragnet is the story of your police force in action. It was Wednesday, May 18th. It was cool in Los Angeles. We were working the day watch at a bunco fugitive detail. My partner's Frank Smith. The boss is Captain Dillian. My name's Friday. I was on my way into the office, and it was 7.55 a.m. when I got to room 38. Bunko Fugitive. Never know. Hi, Joe. Morning. You remember Fred Alpin? Oh, sure. Hi, Fred. Hi. Hold my own, Sergeant. Well, what's new? I'm not sure. Maybe just wasting my time. Yours, too. Fred thinks he's stumbled onto a con game, Joe. All right? Don't look that way to me, anyhow. Yeah. Well, what's the sting? Well, I was just telling Smith here... Yeah. A fella came in last night, a little guy. He was kind of timid. Probably never been to a pawn shop before. At least he wasn't a steady. You know, I can spot them straight off. Yeah. Wanted to pawn a ring. Got a big green stone. Fancy setting. All gimmicked up, you know. Mm-hmm. Man's ring. Real fancy, though. Asked me what it was worth. What'd you tell him? Worth 20 bucks, maybe 25. Is that what you told him? Ah, you know I can't loan full value. You know that. Mm-hmm. I offered him five bucks. I would have gone up to ten if he'd have pressed me. That's better than a lot of brokers would give. Did he take the five? Are you kidding? He went all the pieces. 
Thought he was going to have a hemorrhage. Started calling me a crook. Said the ring was an emerald. Shouted, screamed all over the place. It's an emerald, he said. A $5,000 emerald. That hunk of glass. Well, you sure you didn't make a mistake, Fred? No, I ask you, Sergeant. Would anybody try to pawn a 5G emerald with me, I ask you? Uh-huh. Glass, that's what it was. Green glass. A nice setting, though. What do you think, Joe? Well, the old diamond switch, maybe. Could be. Sounds like the only difference is the color. You get his name, Fred? Yeah, I asked him. He just shouted and carried on, though. He wasn't making any sense at all. Got his license, though. Oh? Yeah, he's parked right in front of the place. Got the number when he drove off. Thought you might want it. Mm-hmm. I wrote it out. Put it in my pocket. It should be right here. Now, wait a minute. Oh, yeah, here it is. The match folder on the inside. Uh, you make it out all right? Yeah, I think so. We'll check it. Uh-huh. Might be a good idea if you got right on it, huh? What do you mean? Well, just before he left my place, he stopped all that carrying on. I think it sunk in what I told him about the ring being no good. Yeah. Got real quiet, you know, kind of like he was making up his mind about something. Yeah. Asked me to sell him a gun. Fred Alpin gave us a description of the man who had tried to pawn the ring. We called our branch of DMV and asked them to check the license number. They came up with the information that the automobile bearing that license was registered in the name of Garfield Hunt at 221 North Selma Avenue, Hollywood. 9.03 a.m. Frank and I drove out to talk to him. Well, it sure is a clear day. Look at those hills, Joe. Well, I read in the paper you can see for 40 miles. Yeah, I bet. Good morning. Who are you? What do you want? Is Mr. Hunt here? No. No, he's not here. Well, he lives here, doesn't he? Who are you? Well, I'm sorry, ma'am. We're police officers. Police? That's right. This is my partner, Frank Smith. My name's Friday. Where is he? What's happened to him? Mind if we come inside? It'd be a little easier to talk. Oh, yes, of course. Oh, I forgot. Sofa's still made up. Slept down here last night, so I'd be near the phone. I thought he might call. Thought somebody'd call. Your husband didn't come home. Never happened before. Not in 37 years. Yes, ma'am. Just let me fold up that blanket so you sure, can I'll sit give down. Me a hand, ma'am. Oh, thank you. You got any idea where your husband might have gone, Miss Hunt? No. No idea at all. What time did he leave? 9.35. Looked at the clock as he went out the door. Couldn't believe it. Not like God to go out that late. Usually in bed by 10. Yes, ma'am. He promised me he'd only be gone an hour. Promised me he'd be back by 10.30 for sure. I see. Never heard a word from him after that. Not a word. What do you suppose happened to him? We're sorry we don't know, Miss Hunt. Well, you must have some notion. Sorry we don't. You said you wanted to talk to him. Just a few questions, routine. What about? Well, we'd rather talk to him. You notify the police that he's missing? No, I didn't know what to do. Figured you'd get in touch with me when you found him. Guess I wasn't thinking very good. Never happened before. Yes, ma'am. Are there any friends he might be staying with, relatives? We don't know anybody else from Los Angeles. I see. Just moved out here last winter from Kansas. Children have grown up, settled. Gar sold the business. We moved out here. Kansas winters can be pretty cold. Yes, ma'am. Is your husband retired? Well, he should be. Worked hard all his life. Deserves a rest. Had a little trouble with his heart last year. No, not a real attack. But the doctor told him to take it easy. Mm-hmm. Not Gar, though. Wasn't out here two months before he got all restless and fidgety. Just couldn't take it sitting around the house. Started up again. In business? Yes, sir. We had a tailor shop back in Kansas. 
Gar found a new business district opening up in San Fernando Valley. Off of Magnolia Boulevard. They were renting cheap. You know, right at the beginning. Wanted tenants. Mm-hmm. Didn't do much business at first, but things have been getting better. Gar's a good tailor. A lot more careful than most. Learned his trade young. The days when, when there were tailors. Yes, ma'am. Uh, you try to reach him there at the shop? I called last night three, four times. This morning, too. Nobody answered. I see. You think you can, you can find him? We'll do our best. I guess maybe I should have notified you last night. Yes, ma'am. I didn't know what to do. Thought you'd get in touch with me if something happened. Well, better to call us first. Yeah, I guess so. Then it might not happen. Mrs. Hunt gave us a description of her husband. We advised her to make a formal report at the Valley Division. A local and an APB were sent out. 3.15 p.m. Patrol car unit 9L78 reported Hunt had been found sitting in his car. The car was parked on Mulholland Drive. Hunt had readily identified himself. We asked the officers to bring him in for questioning. Hi, Joe. Frank. Pete. Hi, Pete. Here he is. Thanks for spotting him for us. Sure, anytime. Want to sit down, Hunt? What? Sit down. What do you want with me? Just like to talk to you, that's all. This is Frank Smith. My name's Friday. I've never been under arrest before, not once. Well, now you're not under arrest now, Mr. Hunt. What am I doing here? Why did those officers make me come with them? Well, you didn't go home last night. Your wife's been worried about you. Well, I was going home when they found me. Wasn't any place else to go. Sarah oughtn't to have called. She didn't call, sir. Well, how'd you find out? You tried to buy a gun. Pawn shop over on Main Street. Oh. Well, what'd you want the gun for? I wouldn't have hurt him. I just wanted my money back. I thought I could scare him. That's all. I don't know nothing about firearms. Thought maybe I could scare him. Who'd you want to scare? Now, who were they? Well, they said they was renting a store next to mine. Said they was jewelers. Could open up a valley branch for lasting wells. You know, the big jewelry store downtown here? Uh-huh. Crooks. That's what they were. Out and out crooks. Went looking for them early this morning. Back door to their store was open. You know, the one next to mine. Yes, sir. Go ahead. I couldn't find hide the harem. The place was empty. Just a couple of fakes. Had the windows soaked over so nobody could see what they were up to. Pounding on some old boards, making me think that they was remodeling. Uh-huh. How much money did they get from you? Not them exactly. Fellow working with them. Must have been working with them. Only way it makes sense. Well, now, suppose you tell us about it, will you? And he come into my shop the day before yesterday, over long about one o'clock in the afternoon, called himself Norman Christ. He said he was from Greeley. Really? That's a town in Colorado where I my see. brother lives. Mm-hmm. Said he, he knew my brother Ed back there. What do you want with you? Well, he claimed that Ed asked him to look me up, see how I was doing. Probably didn't know Ed at all. They must have told him, them jeweler fellas. Uh-huh. I got to thinking back. Remembered I mentioned having a brother in Colorado one day when we was having lunch. Told him the town, too, really. Uh-huh. What happened then? Did he sell you the ring? Oh, you know about that, too. Well, you tried to pawn it, didn't you? No, sir, not really. I... I just wanted to find out how much it was worth so that I could tell Sarah, you know, I was going to surprise her. Figured that I'd give him another day before I tried to sell it. Well, how'd you happen to buy it? Oh, I wasn't buying it outright. I was just loaning him on it. Mm-hmm. 
told me he had a chance to option some property out near Encino. Real bargain, said he had to close the deal by 5 p.m. that same day. He needed cash for a clincher. Mm-hmm. Had to get the money from Colorado. That's what he said. He was afraid he wouldn't be here in time. He couldn't go to the bank, didn't have any credit in L.A. Uh-huh. Needed $3,000. He said that if I'd loan him a three, he'd give me back 4000 first thing the next morning. Offered me his ring for security. He said it was worth 7000 easy. Said it cost him more than that. You hand the money over? <laughs> no, sir. Not by a darn sight. Told him I didn't have $3,000. I told him straight out. Uh-huh. Said all I had was 1500 in my savings account. I guess I shouldn't have said that. Very not, sir. He told me he might be able to swing it for 1500 uh, He'd have to go out there and see him in person. Said he'd come back. Did he leave then? Mm, no, not right away. I stopped him. I told him there was no point in coming back. I'm no jewel, I said. How do I know that ring's worth $7,000? Told me to get it appraised while he was gone. Told me to take it to any jewel I wanted to. Seemed like he sure trusted me. Leaving a valuable ring like that kind of sold me on him. Mm-hmm. I went next door to ask those fellows who said there was jewelers. Place was locked up, so I figured they was still out for lunch. Mm-hmm. I figured maybe they was in the drugstore down on the corner, see? Uh, Did you find them up there? Yes, sir. What'd they say about the ring? Perfect, Emerald. That's what they said. One of them put a gadget up his eye, looked through a... You know what I mean. Yes, sir, I know. Perfect, Emerald, worth $10,000. Not the wall in it. Mm-hmm. Acted like they thought it was mine. Offered to buy if I wanted to sell. I told them about the other fellow. That he needed $3,000. I, I told him the whole story. I did. Uh-huh. They said they'd loan him five without batting an eye. Offered to make out a check right then and there. Kind <laughs> of took my wind away. They were so anxious. <laughs> I said, maybe we could go in 50-50. They put up 1500 I'd put up 1500 That way, the guy would have 3000 if he still needed that much. We could both make a little profit. You know, mm-hmm. one of them asked me how I wanted to check. Should make it out to me. I told him, oh, make it out to cash. You remember how he signed it? Jones. Quincy Jones. That's the name I knew him by. Other one called himself Wyatt Truesdale. I don't think that's their real name. Do you? Probably one of those, uh, what did you call them? Aliases. Yes, sir, yeah, 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 that's it. Well, anyway, I went over to my bank and drew out the 1500 About 2.30, the fellow came back. The one who gave me the ring. Yeah. Said he tried to talk the real estate people into being satisfied with 1500 Wouldn't come down. Insisted on the whole 3000 I told him not to worry that I had it. Give him my 1500 and the check. He said the check would be okay, seeing as how it was on a local bank. He promised that he'd uh, pay me back the next morning. That'd be yesterday. Yes, sir. And when he didn't show up, I wanted to make sure just how much it was worth, the ring. Mm-hmm. In case something had happened to it. In case he didn't uh, come back for it. That's why I went to the pawn shop. Mm-hmm. Offered me five dollars for it. The man in the pawn shop. Couldn't believe him at first. Said it was just glass. hunk of glass. Then a great light broke on me. How I'd been trained. 
All of a sudden, it comes to me. Well, why'd you stay out all night? Why didn't you go home? Well, you see, uh, sir, I, I couldn't face uh, Sarah. I knew I'd been swindled. Fifteen hundred dollars. Every cent that we'd saved. Been married 37 years. It was Sarah's money, too. You know. mm -hmm. Not just because she's my wife. To help earn it. Well, we'll try and get it back for you, Mr. Hunt. Ah, <sighs> I've watched the show for 37 years, is it? That's what I kept thinking while I was sitting in my car up there in the hills. All day long, just kept thinking. 37 years. $1,500. I'll... I'll have to tell her, won't I? Well, sir, I think that's up to you. She'll know it anyway. She'll know something's wrong. Yes, sir. Too late to start all over. We won't have them. There's not a chance. Have what, sir? Another 37 years. continued to interview the victim, Garfield Hunt, and he gave us descriptions of the three suspects. The stats office came up with 24 possibles. We showed the mug books to Hunt. He identified two of the photographs, Ernest Wilcoxon and Paul Cleaver. Hunt was positive that Wilcoxon and Cleaver were the men who had rented the store next to his and had pretended to be jewelers. He was unable to find a photograph of Norman Chris, the man who had sold him the ring. We pulled the packages on Wilcoxon and Cleaver. They had both done time for burglary. They had not previously worked with a third person. We called the Lassingwell Jewelry Company. They informed us that they were not opening a branch out in the valley. We checked with the owners of the building in which Hunt had his tailor shop. They told us the adjacent store had been rented on a weekly basis and that the renters had said they intended to use the space for temporary storage. A local and an APB were sent out on all three suspects. 5.13 p.m. Using the information from their mama sheets, Frank and I began checking various places where Cleaver and Wilcoxon had been known to hang out. 7.12 p.m. We went into the Black Parrot Bar on South Broadway and we talked to the bartender. Uh-uh. Not by them names, I don't know. Well, maybe these pictures will help. Hmm. How about it? Yeah, they come in here once in a while. Yeah, that's what we heard. Always come in together? As far as I know. Ever bring somebody with them? Tall, thin fellow, about 30, blonde hair? No, uh, just two of them. Never seen them with another guy. I see. What do you want them for? You know how we can turn them up? We ain't here now. Well, we can wait. Won't be in tonight. How do you know? They got money. Oh? Big roll. The red-headed one was in yesterday. Quincy Jones. That's what he told me his name was. Yeah. Been running a tab. He paid it up in full. I had plenty left over. Is that right? As long as they're carrying a roll, they don't come to my place. Head for them expensive joints, like out on the strip, you know, places like that. When they've blown their loot, they come back to me and start running up another tab. I called them on it, but what can you do? This is where I get some of their bundles. Uh-huh. You know where they live? Around here somewhere. I couldn't pin it down for you. Who could? How bad do you want to find out? What do you mean? It'll cost you a drink. You that thirsty? Oh, not for me. The girl over there in the corner booth, the blonde. Oh, yeah. She knows him. Been out with him a couple of times. I've seen them leave together. All right. I was just kidding about that drink. It's on the house for you guys and her, too. No, we don't want anything. And we'll pay for hers. It's up to you. Hi. Good evening, miss. You're new, aren't you? Yes, ma'am. Place could stand some new talent. Here, I'll move over. Thanks. Thank you. What's the matter with this side? We're police officers. How do you like that? Ma'am? Orsco said I was going to meet somebody new today. You know, in the morning paper. Mm hmm. Didn't say it'd be cops. 
Here you are, Plake. Where'd that come from? These guys. You shouldn't call them guys, Jake. A fellow buys a lady a drink, that makes him a gentleman. Call me gentlemen, that's what you should say. Oh, sure. To your very good health, gentlemen. <clears throat> now then, what can I do for you? I'm at your service. The bartender says these guys are friends of yours. Well, I wouldn't say those pictures do them justice, but there is a resemblance. You know them, then? We've met. We weren't formally introduced, but we've met. I mean, a lot of people in here. Not the best people in town, maybe. It's not the best bar in town, but it's convenient. I work down the street. Uh-huh. You know where these men live? Huh? Oh, you mean these two so-called friends of mine? Yeah. Am I? Well. Did you ever hear of the North Cross Arms Hotel? Yeah. Well, I haven't been there with them, of course. I'm, I'm not sure that's their residence, but Quincy was carrying a hotel key, and one night it fell out of his pocket. I think that was the name on the tag, North Cross Arms. All right. Thank you. Well, thank you for the brandy. Don't mention it. All right, what do we owe you? Six bits. She drinks good stuff. There you go. Keep the change. Looks like I got one decent break. That's so? Them paying their tab today before you pick them up. Well, they didn't pay it. Huh? Who did? A man named Hunt. The clerk at the Norcross Arms Hotel told us the two men who resembled Wilcoxon and Cleaver were registered under the names of Jones and Truesdale. He said they'd gone out for the evening. He showed us up to their room, 36A. We asked him about the suspect known as Norman Crist. He told us he'd never seen anybody with Wilcoxon and Cleaver who answered Crist's description. 2.48 a.m., Wilcoxon and Cleaver returned to their room. We took him into custody and drove him down to the city hall for questioning. How many times you want to hear Until it? we get the truth. Does Hunt say he gave us any money? He never gave us a cent, did he, Ernie? No, we even paid his lunch tab a couple of times. That's right. Always managed to outfumble us. Owes us a couple of lunches. He paid him back. What? 1500 bucks buys a lot of lunches. What fifteen? You got your share. You've been spending all over town. Hunt say he gave it to us? You still had over 600 bucks when we picked you up. Now, where'd it come from? Hollywood Park. Picked three long shots yesterday. You want the names of the horses? Where's Chris? Told you before, never heard of him. Who is he? The guy you worked the game with. Never heard of him. You want to take this rap yourself? What rap? Why'd you rent that store out in the valley? Store? We showed him your mug shots, the man you rented it from. He made you. You want it in person? How about it? Guess they got us there, Ernie. Yeah. We were going to open up a bookie joint. Is that right? Yeah, we changed our minds, looked the situation over, decided it might get a little warm out in the valley and cleared out. Bookie joint, huh? That's right. Not a jewelry store. What are you talking about? Us? Jewelers? Ernie and me? That's what you told Hunt. Nothing of the kind. Laid it on the line. Told him we were bookies. Just between us, he was kind of pleased about it. Likes to play the horses himself. Like the idea of being able to lay a bet so convenient. You're a liar. Now, look. Say, maybe that's what happened to his money. Maybe he lost it on a nag. Come on, let's try it again. Now, why'd you rent the store? You're going to get the same answers. Same questions, same answers. It's a waste of time. We got plenty. Uh-uh. 72 hours. That's all you got. You can hold us on suspicion for 72, then you can turn us loose unless you prove something. We'll prove it. How? We didn't take any money from Hunt. Nobody says we did, even him. If he was a mark for this, what's his name, Chris? That's right. How do you wrap us into the package? Hunt never saw us with him. Nobody saw us with we'll him. We'll find somebody. 72 hours, and you got to turn us loose. That's the law. Is that right? We know the law. Why'd you break it? We continued to question the suspects, but we were unable to break them down. Thursday, May 19th, 7.45 a.m. Another team of detectives took over the interrogation. Frank and I went back to the office. You think they'll cop out, Joe? I don't know. It doesn't look like it, does it? No. Not unless we turn up Chris. Did you call your wife? Yeah. Sure balled me out. Kept dinner waiting till after 10. You're lucky. Well, maybe. wonder if I'll get home tonight. I got it. Bunko Fugitive Friday. Yeah, that's right. 
Sounds like him. How long ago? Uh-huh. Yeah. Chris? Fits the description. Smashed up a car on the Hollywood freeway. Georgia Street recognized him from my teletype. He able to talk? Died ten minutes after they brought him in. At the morgue, the victim, Garfield Hunt, identified the body. He was positive it was Norman Crist, the man who had sold him the ring. Wilcoxon and Cleaver were also shown the body. They denied it they'd ever seen Crist before. The next day, Friday, May 20th, the evidence against Wilcoxon and Cleaver was taken to the district attorney's office. The complaint was refused. The evidence was deemed insufficient to bring the matter to trial at this time. Wilcoxon and Cleaver were released. 6.05 p.m. Frank and I got ready to sign out. Well, that really tears it. Sure does. The DA's office knows they're guilty. We know it and can't do a thing. Yep. I guess we've been wasting our time, Joe, just fanning the ball. Well, I'll tell you, we've spotted them, and they're going to stay spotted. Yeah. Next time they move in on a mark, we'll make it stick. It wouldn't be very smart of them to try it twice. They're not smart. Huh? They tried it once. The story you have just heard is true. The names were changed to protect the innocent. Two months later, on July 12th, Will Coxon and Cleaver were apprehended for a similar crime. They were charged with one-count grand theft. On November 6th, trial was held in Department 98, Superior Court, State of California, in and for the County of Los Angeles. Ernest T. Will Coxon and Paul Cleaver were found guilty of one-count grand theft and were sentenced to a term prescribed by law. Grand theft is punishable by imprisonment in the county jail for a period of not less than one year or for a period of from one to ten years in the state penitentiary. You have just heard Dragnet, the authentic story of your police force in action and starring Jack Webb, a presentation of the United States Armed Forces Radio Service. Thanks for joining us for 1001 Radio Days, your home for Golden Age Radio, when radio was king. If you enjoyed tonight's show, please do take a moment and send us a review. We always appreciate reviews, and they help new listeners find us. Until next time, this is your host, John Hagedorn. Stay safe, and we'll be back soon at 1001 Radio Days. And one note, don't forget to pick up 1001 Radio Crime Solvers. That's 1001 Radio Crime Solvers. This is your host, John Hagedorn, and we'll be back soon.